Hello, hello, hello. My name is Courtney Turner, and you are listening to Bluegrass Community Foundation's Do Good Radio Hour. Today's guest is visiting us from the Kentucky Blood Center, and I do want to give a little word of warning. If there is something about blood and blood donations that is not kind of your thing, I want to kindly invite you to skip all the way to like the middle point of this episode, because I'll be honest, I did get a little dizzy talking about it. However, the services that the Kentucky Blood Center offers our state is vital and immeasurable in terms of the difference they make to help save lives of our friends, families, and neighbors. We appreciate them so much, and if you're interested in learning how you can help support their mission without being attached to a needle, which is something that I was really into, this episode is for you. Here is our great friend, Eric Lindsay. Thanks for being here. Now, I have to say, there is one thing that I think could be the hardest job in the world, and I think it might be yours, um, <laughs> only because I donated blood one time in high school mm-hmm. um, and fainted right away. And there is a picture of me that lives in my high school yearbook of me <laughs> laying on the floor with people surrounding me at this blood drive. It was terrible to think that your job is to be like, this is great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's got to be tough. There, there are some challenges to it. Sure. Um, and, and, you know, one thing we, we like to do about the process of donating blood is we would be honest and upfront. There, there are times, there are times <laughs> when it happens. There, there are various right. reasons everybody's bodies, you know, are different and, and handle things differently. So, um, you know, it, it, that does occasionally happen. But the thing I will say, I, I will tell you there's a lot harder jobs in the world than mine um, because I, I will say that we, we're, we're confident about the experience that, mm-hmm. that, you know, by and large, yes, there there you know, first of all, people are not seeking to come have a needle stuck in their arm. We, we know that. Yes. We acknowledge that. Uh-huh. Um, we understand that it does take a little bit of time and that sometimes, yeah, you you know, you might get a little lightheaded. A little queasy. Yeah, that might happen. But by and large, most people that donate blood have a very, very good experience. Yes. Um, and it is, and, and we can, you know, we can walk through this in a, in a little bit. It is it is way easier Um 
than, than most people think. Most people Absolutely. that have not done it, they, 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 they immediately go to that, that, you know, I, I don't like needles or I'm going to faint right. or I'm going to pass out. Uh-huh. They immediately go to that. And, and it's and it's actually pretty rare. Most folks walk out with a really good experience. Yeah. And I think when you do when you do go through that process um, and you realize and you feel that real effect of, you know, you get the text message to say where your blood goes. So cool. So it's so rewarding. And, and that that's often that's what we're confident about. And what makes my job really easy is that mm-hmm. I, if, if I can, you know, if I can encourage you and convince you to come out and donate the return rates are always good because right. we, we're very confident in that process. Now, before we get into donating and what you all have planned in January, because mm-hmm. I know January is a really big month for you all, I kind of want to go back on your journey a little bit because mm-hmm. I know that you have history in sports. Yeah, yeah. So how did this happen? How did you get here? <laughs> yeah, I, I get asked that a lot um, because it was a, it was a pretty big uh, career shift. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I was at UK Athletics for 13 years. Mm. Um, I had a couple different jobs, but the last eight of which, which most most people, if they see my name, recognize me from, is from UK Men's Basketball. So mm. I um, I was the director of communications and public relations, um, just sort of handling all publicity and communications for the basketball team. Crazy. Yeah, yeah, it was it was crazy. Everything from um, you know the press conferences and press releases are going out to managing the social media, um, any sort of, um, you know, the, the game day management of, of credentialing folks to mm. games. Um, you name it when it comes to the external relations to um, from our program to the fans, um, you know, I handled. And it was um, an incredibly uh, fun, rewarding yeah. um Busy job, I'm um, sure. but you know, I, I really, really enjoyed it. And um, but I, but I had been there a while. I had done that for, like I said, thirteen years in that organization. And um, you know, it was, it was, it was time. It was mm. time to, to move on. And um, you know, I tell folks, I, I've, I've got a little one. She's, she's about to turn three. And you know, life changes make for sure. change, change priorities. And um, my job was first and foremost, and it is still where I'm at Kentucky Blood Center, still very, very important. But um, I was a little out of out of out of whack in terms of balance in my sure. life, and um, you know, I knew that there were some things I could change uh, to to be present and be at mm-hmm. home more. But I also knew there some things that I that, that were part of the job. For instance. You know, traveling during the season. You know, if there's two road games, right. that means I'm gone four days a week. And yeah. so there was just things I, I couldn't change. And so I, I had been looking for a couple of years. I was looking to okay, what what can I do? How can I transition this? And you know, there's not a plan that says athletics to <laughs> blood, blood banking. Yeah. <laughs> um, so most people were like, "How did you end up there?" You know, I, I looked at a lot of different places and had some different opportunities. And honestly, this one was the one that felt right um, because it was some transferable skills from what I did mm. from a communications perspective. Um, while also being something new, being a challenge, I wanted right. something that was going to be different. And it is actually, it was a coincidence that my current boss, uh, Mandy Brayua, she was actually in UK athletics um, years before that. Oh, so I didn't crazy. actually didn't work with her, but she and I had, uh, through a, a, a mutual um, leadership group that we're part of, had, had come in contact with one another. And I saw her make that change. And she's like, look, there will be some time. That so the pipeline could be. Yeah, the pipeline is from UK Athletics <laughs> and Kentucky Blood Center. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, it, it, it you know it, it it felt a little bit. I was at ease a little bit knowing that I could make that sort of transition. And you know, it took took several months to mm-hmm. to figure it out, to figure out the education part of it, to figure out blood banking. But once I understood that, it's it's been a awesome, perfect fit. So tell us a little bit about that. What. What does the Kentucky Blood Center even do? I mean, I know the donations, mm-hmm. 
period. That's all I got. So tell us the ins and outs. Yeah. So we we are Kentucky's largest uh, nonprofit community-based blood bank. Um, And and so what we do is we service 70 plus hospitals in Kentucky. Mm -hmm. Um, When you go into the hospital for anything from, you know, most people think, you know, traumas is when you need blood, but anything from traumas to um, to cancer treatments, um, to to routine surgeries, premature births, and go on and on and on. Whenever that blood is needed, the hospitals work with organizations like us to get that blood. Mm-hmm. They're not the ones um, that, that are that are collecting that blood. It's organizations, community blood centers that, that are doing that work. So that is what we do is we, you know, we help facilitate those donations. And then we work with, like I said, 70 plus hospitals in Kentucky, um, everyone from the, the Baptist Health Network um, to, you know, UK Healthcare. ARH, um, we work with all those organizations to supply blood, which is an everyday and constant need. So it's a um, critically, critically important um, thing that we have to do and be aware of because, you know, the need for blood never stops and hospitals are relying on us to do, um, you know, to to, to keep people healthy and safe. So... Is there plasma donations available at Kentucky Blood Center as well? So that's 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 it's kind of a common. We we do we split our products. So when you come in for a whole blood donation, um, we will split those into uh, red blood cells, platelets, and plasma. So there oh. are different components. But when most people think, "Hey, do you collect plasma?" They're thinking plasma centers, which we are different than. So, gotcha. So um, plasma centers, when when you go to donate with them, those that product is it's regulated by the FDA. Can only be trans. Can only be used for pharmaceuticals. So um, if you if if you're getting paid to donate plasma, right. it cannot be transfused to a human being. When you donate with us, we can give you um, th- there is a gray area where we can give you thank you items, we can give you things like shirts, giveaways, <laughs> gift cards, right. but we can't actually pay you for that Cash. donation. Yes. Now I will say that is not to um, to to take away what plasma centers do. We need we need pharmaceuticals. Yeah. Those are those are those are critically important to what we do. But there is a difference. You know, folks say, well, why, why can't why can't I get paid for for donating here? Well, because we we flat we out can't. We're, yeah. yeah, we're regulated by the FDA. We cannot do that. So mm-hmm. there, that's the difference there. Okay, walk me through a donation. Yeah. Because, again, your girl didn't have a great time with the first one. But I know that it's important, and I want to help, but I just don't know what to do. Yeah, and I'll say say this, um, and I'm always transparent with people, folks, about this. I I had never donated blood before I worked at Kentucky Blood Center. It's not like a requirement to do the work there. But I was like, if I'm going to work there, I I wanted to to know the process. Like, understand. Yeah, and I wanted to be invested in the mission. So I, I came in not knowing a whole lot, and that's actually... That's pretty common, especially right. for people my age. Is you know the it's ages sixteen through forty just don't donate like they should. But right. anyways, to your, to your question, the, I, you know, honestly, to to put it simply, it it is it is easy in, in my opinion. It takes about forty five minutes from the time you walk in our doors um, until the time you leave, and I mean that's from oh. registration uh, to refreshments. The actual blood donation part of it is only actually about through sitting on the bed. It's only about ten to twelve minutes. Oh. The rest of the time you're there is for registration. Mm-hmm. Um, answering health history questions. So you, there's a bunch of questions you have to answer so we can make sure that you're eligible and it's safe to give blood. There's a screening process. You know, mm-hmm. we're, 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 you know, we're getting your, your vitals. Um, but then the actual donation part, and I'm talking about a whole blood donation, of course, the only, that only takes, again, 10 to 12 minutes. You're sitting on the bed where you actually, you know, stick in the arm yeah. and have a needle in your arm. Um, after that, we ask you to stick around for about, you know, five to 10 minutes just mm-hmm. to make sure that there's no uh, effects from donating. We ask you to, to, to you know, to, to sit with us and have a bottle of water, have a Coke, have some snacks just yeah. to make sure you're refueled. So, um, you know, 
it is a commitment. There's sure. a, there, there's a, there's a little bit of a time commitment to it there, but it's so minimal. And the and the thing you know is we're as we're talking right now. I don't know when this is going to ever. We're talking in December. It's a time when people are looking to to give back. Mm-hmm. You know, for the holiday season, there's a lot of different ways you can do that. And the thing I always tell folks, whether it's Christmas time or you're just trying to be more active in your community. This is something that doesn't cost any money and right. only takes forty five minutes. So, yeah. so if you're if you're one of those people, and I'm a big believer that the younger generation wants to find ways to give back to the yeah. community, this is something that is again doesn't cost any money to do. Only takes a small commitment and is going to, I would argue, have as big of an impact as anything you can mm-hmm. do because you're saving lives. Now, you said something kind of interesting. You said the the demographic between sixteen and forty don't really donate like they should. Yep. What does that What does that mean? What are you all looking for a specific demographic of people to come in, or is it more helpful for somebody who's sixteen to forty to donate? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so to be frank, anybody that is eligible to donate blood, and I said mentioned sixteen, that's when you can, with parental consent, when you can gotcha. start to donate blood. We're, we're, you know, our target audience. We're looking for anybody that can't get blood. So, so <laughs> if you, you got can, blood, yeah, if you got blood and 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 you don't have a medical condition that precludes you from donating, yeah. we would love for you to donate. Um, when I mentioned that, that the younger demographics don't donate as much as should as they just quite frankly if we look at if we break down different age groups 20 to 30 30 to 40 40 mm-hmm. our what our, our our average donor looks like tends to be older oh. um and i there's like that's a whole talk we can we can dive into that <laughs> the reasons why but you know just from a surface level part of that is just um you know you, you people generally don't aren't motivated to donate mm-hmm. until you know it affects something them personally. Happens. Something happens to them or it happens to family member or friends. Yeah. So the older you are, the more life experience, the more you understand how important mm-hmm. it is. So that's part of it. I think the older the older older generations, that was it was part of what they just did. Their parents, because of, you know, you got you're going back decades and decades, whether it was, you know, during wartime or just how right. they were brought up, it was just an obligation, a responsibility that right. they grew up doing. And and over time that has been lost a little bit. Um, and then if you want to kind of narrow in on where we're at in 2023 is the pandemic like it did in all facets of life it affected our industry too right so we a lot a, a, a big chunk um a big chunk of our collections is going into. We do get a lot of um, donations from high schools where we go into mm-hmm. a high school. I think you mentioned your experience. That got me. <laughs> yeah, and, and the motivation there, and I don't know if this is your motivation, but for a lot of the kids, never donated blood before, but hey, you can get out of class for an hour. For sure. And yeah. that's fine. Like, yep. Whatever your motivation is to come and donate blood, great. But pandemic happens, mm-hmm. everything shuts down. We can't get into businesses, we can't get into high schools. Right. So not only did we lose out on those two years where we couldn't, you know, during that time frame collect the blood, but we also missed out on the education part of it. Uh. So if you would have gone through, you know, let's say <laughs> let, let's say you're in high school right now right. And, and the pandemic's happening and, and we're not in your school. OK, yes, we're not collecting your blood at the time, right. which obviously hurts us in the now and then. But you're also not going through that experience. You know, hopefully you have a good experience. <laughs> And that brings you back later down the line. So we missed out on that little bit. It's not just those two years. It's let's say you were a junior or senior and you could donate that year. Okay. I'm going back. I'm dating myself here. I'm going back 20 (laughs) years. But when I was in high school, when I was a freshman and sophomore, I looked up to the juniors and seniors. Okay. So if I'm a freshman and sophomore and I'm not seeing that older class donate, it's not just affecting those two years. It's actually- that whole- Yeah. So so there's, there's all those different factors into where- you know, younger don't younger folks just don't donate as much as we would like them to. Now mm-hmm. we are seeing steady improvement across all ages as we get out of the pandemic and whatever this new normal is. We're seeing folks slowly come back, but it, it's not. You know, folks always ask me, "How's the blood supply doing? Or how are you all doing in terms of donors?" 
we're doing okay. Sure. But when we're talking about the healthcare industry and we talk about people's lives, mm-hmm. okay is not good enough. Uh-huh. We want to be better. We want to be good. We want to be great because, you know, when you need blood, it has to be on the shelves. Right. It has to be there when you need it for whatever the need is. And so we never want to be in a situation where we're rallying people after mm-hmm. the fact to get blood. It ha- it's a proactive gesture. You have to do it ahead of time for us to provide a healthy blood supply. Which I think is something I've never really thought about before. And I think maybe just as a person who lives, period, I kind of take that for granted because you just always think, well, somebody else is doing it. Yep. And and that's easy to do. And and there's and there's no shame. I mean, that that is that that can be applied to so many facets right. in life. Yeah. It's, it's, it's somebody else is going to take care of it. Somebody yeah. else is going to do it. And, you know, the, the, oftentimes, again, the, the, the thing that changes that that mentality is it happens to you, it happens to family member. And then and, yeah. and I talk to people all the time as part of what my job is, is talking to people who have been recipients of blood um, and talking to them and said, I, you know, for, for example, I've just talked to, um, you know, doing a story on a young lady in Georgetown. She's 14 mm. years old, and um, she she lost her, her leg when she was just a kid. She mm. was involved in a lawnmower accident. Um, she's an amputee now. She is going. She might run in the Paralympics in a few years. Oh really gosh. inspiring yeah. story, but I was talking to her mother, who was a, was a longtime nurse at UK Hospital, and she's actually hanging units of blood on patients on an everyday basis. And she was very frank. She said, I never donated blood because I just... I always right. thought somebody else was going to do it, and it, it didn't hit me until my daughter yeah. was in that situation and needed blood. I realized the only way this blood is there is by people like me taking action mm. and doing it. So, uh, you know, I, I tell her story not to 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 to. There's no shame in, in her experience. <laughs> right, right. That is what the vast majority of people are. But the thing that my job and what we try to do at the, at the blood center is, hey, we understand that, but we're trying to educate people and, and get you to understand that, hey, you might not need blood now. But the fact that one in four people will need a blood transfusion in their lifetime, there's a good chance either you are going to need it or someone you need it. So try to think ahead. Try to be proactive and not wait until the time when, you know. It's time. Like, yeah. it's go time. Yes. So I know that January is National Blood Donor Month. Yep. Am I saying that correctly? Yep. What do you all have planned to kind of continue and elevate this educational, we need people to come in? There's got to be some goods in your pocket. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, we'll do a lot of just, you know, we'll be on social media, a lot of educational stuff to, to um, just put a spotlight on, on the month. But specifically, some things that we do is just kind of an extra thank you for p- folks that mm-hmm. come in. We always have some sort of shirt or some sort of giveaway going on. Our most popular thing that we do is actually when we spend a little bit extra to do hoodies. And so, hoodies are Yeah. Great. yeah we, we have a nice hoodie coming in January. <laughs> and it You'd be amazed. Again, there's all different motivations for people coming and donating blood. And if a T-shirt or a hoodies would get you, Listen, hey, that's we'll fine. Take it. <laughs> but we know we know that hoodies are always like the most popular item. So we will be busting the hoodies out for uh, for January. Uh, it's like an oatmeal Heather look. It's got um, our our tagline: "Live local, give local." Really, really sharp. I know it's going to be popular. So we'll be doing that in January. And then towards the end of the month is also um, our annual event called Big Blue Slam, mm. which is a competition uh, that we have with um, a, a blood center in Florida where it's just kind of athletics inspired um, around during the middle basketball yeah. season where we'll try to collect more blood uh, than, than they do and you know around that um, we'll have some fun giveaways like giving away basketball tickets um, which the team is doing really well right now so we know those will be right. you know those will be a hot item so um, that's just kind of what we got going on in January. Mm. How can people learn a little bit more about the process and whether or not they're eligible and what you have going on in January? How can people find you? Yeah the, be- the best resource uh, is, is always our website at KY 
mindbloodcenter.org um, has everything on there from educational materials to just you know walking you through the donation process to um, as you mentioned eligibility if, if you're if you're if you're unsure of whether you know you're taking a medication or um, you know a certain medical condition you had well, we outline a lot of that on the website um, if you're looking for a drive so we have eight donor centers in six cities across Kentucky but we also do nearly 2,000 mobile drives a year that's where we uh, go to you know the high schools that I mentioned yeah. going to business where we come to you to make as convenient as possible if you're saying what well, I haven't seen one in my neighborhood or I'm not sure where you know when it's going to happen mm-hmm. there's actually a tab on there called find a drive you click on that you can you can type in your county your city your zip code and we will tell you when a drive is coming near you so all those things are available at kybloodcenter.org. It's obviously, it's it's the best kind of one-stop shop uh, resource for folks to find it. But if you still can't find something, always just encourage to call us. Yep. Um, give us a call at 800-775-2522. Uh, we'd be happy to answer any questions you have. Mm. Now, before we move into segment two, I have a question that's a little stupid. Okay. No, 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 no such thing as a stupid question. How often do you get like vampire jokes? A, a, a lot, a, really, a lot, and we actually leaned into we leaned into it for Halloween. As you should, yeah, that's yeah. fantastic. Yeah, we, yeah, it's 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 you know it's hey if it if that makes it fun for people to come in and donate <laughs> and it gives it a positive association, we're all, we're all for it. Do you ever get like a little distracted by how much blood is around you all day long? Um, because I think I would think about it. I, it depends every on, second. It depends on if it bothers you. It doesn't. I. It has zero effect on me. But okay. it, it's funny you say that. Like we had, you know, occasionally we have. Um, high schools coming in and tour, you know, students that are maybe uh-huh. interested in the healthcare industry. And, um, you know, we had, a, we had a group from this Bardstown High School came in a few weeks ago. It was like 40 or 50. And I was just, I was one of the folks kind of, you know, shepherding around the, the different mm-hmm. parts of the center. And I was, you know, part of my job there was making sure nobody got queasy. And I was, and, right. and so I'm not, again, I, blood doesn't bother me. So I'm not usually thinking about how you know, there's a, you know, there's a fridge full of blood there, right. but I'm watching the students that I can tell it's having a little bit of effect it's on terrible. them. Like, oh gosh, there is. Like, if you're if you're <laughs> triggered by this, it's it, 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 like I'm talking about back in our labs area. Yeah, it's everywhere. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, so I am. I become a little bit more aware of it. <laughs> Just depends on who it. Like I said, doesn't it doesn't bother me, but I understand it. It bothers some people. It's so weird because I love scary movies. Like that's my genre of choice when it comes to yeah. movies. But I like the the ghosty stuff. I never thought that I was freaked out by blood. Until I, I until actually yeah, and then I was like, oh, I, I don't think I like it. And I don't know where that. I don't know where it's obviously not. I, I yeah. was gonna say it doesn't run in that. Like my oldest brother, the 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 sight of a needle or the sight of blood, and he like passes out. So uh. it's just it's so weird. It's like some of my own family cannot stand the sight uh-huh. of. It has zero effect on me. Oh, also, do you ever get the people who? Are like covered in tattoos, and then they say, "I can't." Yeah, that's a com- Yeah, that is a common um, a myth out there that if you you know if you have a tattoo, you can't get blood, which is not true at okay. all. Okay. If you've been to a licensed facility, um, you can you can get blood, but okay. yeah, we, we get that a lot. It's hilarious. Yeah. Okay, so we are going to do a thing that I call BGCF Fast Facts. Yeah. Which is where I ask you a question, and without thinking about it too much, you're going to give me the first answer that pops up. Are you ready? I'm ready. And we'll see how good I am at this. <laughs> when it comes to asking, answering questions about myself, not so good at that. So I can answer stuff about where I work at, yep. but not myself. Okay, first question. What are you reading right now? So that's funny. I... Uh... The, the answer is books like uh, The Little Blue Truck and all that. In, any books that pertain to my daughter, I read yeah. those about uh, read about seven or eight of those a night. So I'm not reading as much as I sh- as I would like to personally do. I think the last it's it's been, uh, I'm ashamed to admit this. It's probably been a couple months since I read a good book. Was probably The Chaos Machine. About, yeah. Uh, social the effects yeah. of social media. Yeah. Which if it's you ha- so scary. Yeah. I, you know, as somebody who 
works in the communication world. Yeah. You know, I like I don't I'm handling our social media right now simply because we're we're waiting on a new employee to get there. But as somebody that yeah, you know, it's part of my responsibilities. Little, little, tr- little troubling. Makes you think about all the things we're doing on there. So I'd I'd, rec- mm-hmm. I'd recommend it. Um, it's, I, social media, I will say, does a lot of good and has tremendous power to do good, but there's also a lot of negative yep. ramifications from it. My dream is to get to a point in my life where I don't have any personal social media and I'm not tempted by the fact that I do social media full-time for work. It's, a, it's hard. It's hard. It's so hard. It's hard. I, I mean, I'm, I'm doing the same. You know, as I mentioned, we're without a social media person right now. And like, I, to person, I don't want to be on TikTok. Yeah. I personally don't want to, well. to be on there. <laughs> But right now, in order to do part of my job, have I, I have to stay up with TikTok. And you know, my wife goes, like, "Why are you on TikTok?" Oh, I, honey, I have to, I have to know. There are what's, trends. I have to know the trends. There's dances to Man, be learned. But it's it's it sucks a little life out of you. I'm just, <laughs> just like all day long. Yeah. What are you watching right now? So we're kind of in the dead period, like as you get around the holidays, where there's like. There's not a lot of new shows, right. but I did get through watching a lot of shows recently that I didn't used to be able to, to do. Um, you know, Apple, without naming specific, Apple TV is yeah. just the best streaming service. Yeah. I, I, oh, I, bold I, statement. I, I mean, I really think it, like, there are so many shows on there I watch. I'm trying to, off the top of my head, what's the one with Harrison Ford? It's the, um, they're both shrinking. Shrinking. So good. I mean, fantastic. Top five show, honestly. Yeah, really good. Um, Ted Lasso was obviously yep. awesome. I, I'm really into sci-fi. There's a show called Foundation that's on there I really like. Um, the Silo show that was yeah. on there was really good. Um, so, yeah, I, that's kind of my go-to. I'm not really a, a, a Marvel's guy, but the Loki show that's on Disney was right. really good that I just finished. So those are I, – I need to find – I've finished with all those, but I, I'm not currently watching something at the moment. Did you watch Servant? That is also on Apple Plus. No, I ha- I have seen it. Like I've I was actually recent. Like uh, a buddy of mine, we were going back and forth about. It. He was telling me all that he's seen this on Apple. He's like, no, no. I'm like, how many shows am I missing? So I looked up like good Apple TV shows, uh-huh. and like my shows aren't even like ranked in the top ten that I watched. Right. Which is, again goes back to I think it's the best streaming service. For sure. like, I love all these shows, and there's a whole lot more that are uh-huh. considered better shows. So yeah, it's you need it's, to put that on the list for I sure. Will, I will definitely do it. What is your daughter watching? Because it's going to be one of two answers. Uh, well, she watches the same shows over and over again. Same yep. movies. She watches Toy Story. Okay. Over and over yep. and over again. Uh, she loves Rapunzel. Or it's called Tangled. It's like uh-huh. the Disney's new iteration mm-hmm. of it. Um, she is into watch, watching a lot of Christmas movies of right course. now. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's a mistake. She's about to be three. I don't know if it's a mistake that we let her watch Elf. I don't know if she's too young for oh, that. Nobody's she, too young for that. But she, yeah, she loves that. She's, okay. She's really into that. I was wondering if she was... A, a Miss Rachel girly? No. no. God bless you. That's great. No. We, it's amazing. It is amazing how many options are there for kids. And then yeah. like, just, yeah, it's, and, and it's, um, you know, like the co- the cocoa melon. Like we don't. Oh, yes. She, she's, we, we, we really limit her time on a tablet, but she discovered there was like, I don't know if I download or my wife downloads like a cocoa melon thing on there. I, she started watching that, and I was like watching the same thing over and over again. I'm like, okay, we've got to. Yes. I mean, like they just—it's—it's it's frightening how quickly they can get addicted to things. My time. nieces and nephews are obsessed with this thing called Gracie's Corner. I haven't even heard of that one either, but I—it's a nightmare. I don't wish that upon anybody. So anytime people bring up like Miss Rachel and stuff, I'm like, <laughs> absolutely not. Couldn't be me. What are you listening to right now? So. 
I, I'm a, at a certain point in your life, someone told me this, once you get past like 35, you stop listening to new music. You oh. just listen to the same stuff that you okay. grew up with. Mm-hmm. Which I was wondering, like, when you're, there was riding along with my parents, I'm a kid, and like listening to all these oldies music. So like, right. I don't listen to any new music anymore. I actually, I'm not ashamed to admit I'm a huge Coldplay fan. So oh. I just, so I, li- I can, I love all their stuff. But I'm not currently listening to it right now. Like when I'm in a car, Come I am on. almost always listening to podcasts now. Okay. Uh, um, I'm a big, came from athletics, so I'm, yep. I'm into sports. I listen, um, my, I hope this is offending, but I'm actually a huge Ohio State football fan, <laughs> uh, which is like, you know, right on par with Kentucky basketball right. in terms of how much people yeah. care about it. And so they do a, they like do a podcast like there's a, every single day. Uh, uh, I mean, like you think it's off season. Why are they doing a podcast every day? There's always something there's to people, talk about. There's people like me. Absolutely. That, like, so I, yeah, when I'm in the car, um, if my daughter's not in there, that's usually what I'm listening to. Mm. What are you eating right now? Terrible food, terrible things of for course. me. I, yeah. I am a, I am an overeater. Yeah. Um, Lex, I don't have a specific answer for you other than to say that Lexington, I've been here since college, again, over 20 years, and Lexington's food scene has Mm. just, like, transformed. There's so many good places. Like, I can't, like, me and my wife love to try new places, and we can't even, um, we can't even keep up with how many places are. So, for example, what we just actually, I'll give you one that I said last week was fantastic. Uh, Was it uh, Nick and? uh, Nick and Norman's. Nick and Norman's, which has been in Lexington, I think. Three or four years, pretty close. Yeah, I mean, so it's not new anymore, and we just like one of the places we have a list of places right. we want to try, and we just hadn't gotten down there, and we tried that, and that was fantastic. So fantastic. Um, like Bella Cafe is one of our go-to yeah. spots. Um, Azores over by where I work, of so we course. love that. I don't, I could I. The problem is I have too many favorite things. Right. <laughs> and we spend too much money eating out because <laughs> it's just there's so many things to try. I can't stop. It's fine in the new. In the new year? Yes. I'll stop. Maybe. What are you most scared of? Not blood. Um, I feel like this is a... I feel like everybody says failure. I mean, that, that's, uh-huh. I mean that's what drives me. Failure. Mm-hmm. I, I don't... Um, I, you know, I'm a, a bit of a perfectionist and, you know, I consider myself, pride myself in being a hard worker, but... I, mean, I don't. I don't want to fail. Like I want right. to be really good at my job. I want to be able to provide for my family. And you know, I, I don't care who you are, what job you're in, where you're at in your life. Everybody, I believe, always has to deal with the, the you know doubts of right. am I doing things good enough? Is this a good enough job? And so I, I deal with those same things every day. And failure, um, f- you know, failure is definitely my biggest fear. But it's also yeah, I, it, failure can be is both a good and bad thing. Like it, a little bit of a motivator. Yeah, it's a motivator. Yeah. It's just you have to strike the right balance. And like anybody else, there are times when it. It can be, you know, that balance can get out of whack a little bit and it becomes too much much. of a fear instead of a motivator. But yeah, I'd say it's my biggest failure Mm. or biggest fear. (laughs) On the opposite side of that, what are you most proud of? My daughter, to be honest with you. I mean, she's, 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 uh, you know, I know she's, uh, she's only just about to turn three, but I mean, that is, you know, nothing else matters when, Uh when I walk in the door and, uh, you know, get to spend time with her. And so, you know, her, for instance, the other night, like where I was mentioning the book, reading the same books over and over again, Little Blue Truck, and she's like, she has memorized every single line on the page. And I know that's a pretty common thing for all kids that age, but it's <laughs> but like, it's like when, it's your, yeah, when it's your, yeah, when it's your kid, I mean, it's just hard right. to believe that that is something that I helped create. And like, I remember when she was, all she could do is just cry and sleep she's and just there. And cry. And so, yeah. so just to see that development, yeah, I, I mean, I, 
I know that's an answer a lot of folks would give, but that's just I, I'm I'm so proud of her. Um, and again, like I said, not, I'm really driven by work, and and mm-hmm. but it, the ultimately. All that stuff is just is a means to to providing for your family and being right. happy. And I'm just I'm just proud of I'm proud of her. I'm proud of my family. Mm. The kind of life we build at home. Mm. Who do you look up to? My mom, my dad. Mm. Um, you know, I just they've like anybody else. They've been through a lot. My dad is. I still call my dad on a you know almost daily basis. To you know, 37 years old, and whether it's things I can't figure out how to fix at home <laughs> or uh, you know. Situation at work, I'm not sure. Not sure how to think mm-hmm. through. Um, you know, he's just somebody I, I you know, I, I pick his brain a lot. And then my mother, you know, she's got the kindest heart and has been through. Mm. She's been everything. She's been every through everything. Um, she had um, a brain condition when you know I was younger, um, where she had to have surgery. She's had uh, she's had cancer. Um, mm. She has a, a form of incurable cancer that she's had um, for almost 24 oh years God. that she's still she's doing fine she's doing on all sorts of treatments to get through that um, but it's obviously taken a toll on toll on her and then you know unfortunately um, about a year and a half ago she was diagnosed with Alzheimer's so she mm. has had you know bad things happen For to sure. everybody she has had more than her fair share mm-hmm. but it has never um, never gotten to her has never broken mm. her spirit and so I just look at everything they have done and in raising me and my three siblings I just yeah you know I, there are other figures in light you know historical course, that I look yeah. up to but all I mean ultimately they're 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 my sort of guiding lights what are their names uh Rocky and Margie oh my god yeah and actually my dad Rocky is not a nickname and he has no middle name like that's they, his actual name they named my my grandparents named him Rocky Lindsay and that's it Rocky and Margie those are the best those are really good parent <laughs> names that is r- what does your daughter call him? She, uh, so we to separate our uh, to separate our two grandparents. She just calls him Grandpa okay. uh, and Grandma, Grandma. And then my wife's side is uh, uh, Papa and Nana. So just so they separate the two, so we're not calling Grandpa, Grandpa. Rocky. Come yeah, on, yeah. that is the best. Yeah. What are you most looking forward to? Um, so we're talking about kids. I've got another kid on the way. So yeah. <gasps> oh my gosh. Yeah, I've got another little girl on the way in April. So yeah, I'm gonna be outnumbered. Oh my gosh, time is ticking. Yeah, yeah. So we're getting we're getting ready for that. Um, you know, my wife's about halfway halfway through. Uh, we just did an addition on our house to be ready to, to to make sure we got room and all that. So I'm really looking forward to that. Everybody tells me depends on who I talk to. Some people are like, yeah, you've been through one kid. It's the you know, right. it, it's easy. Other people are like, no, no, no. The the math <laughs> changes and it's only one you don't on even, one. You're yeah. Right. <laughs> so I don't I don't know what to expect, but I'm I'm looking forward to it. Oh, I mean, it's so it's exciting! The best, it's the best thing. Congratulations! <laughs> Thank you. Why do you love our community? I believe I don't know if it's tied to Southern hospitality. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I I just think the vast majority of folks in our community are kind-hearted and mm-hmm. want to do good, um, want to give back. I, I think I've been really fortunate in my position now to 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 be more to. Um, subjected to that to, yeah. to, to, to see that experience but I, th- I think our community really wanted really wants to do right by their fellow neighbor I think mm-hmm. that's really special I see I think you see that in the fabric uh, of our community um, and, and I think you know I think that's a Big re- I, I'll be honest with you. When I came to school here in Lexington, I had no intentions of staying. I had right. I, I thought I was here for four years and out. Yeah. And I never left, mm. and I have no plans of leaving. Like this is where I, I, you know, I built my family and foundation, and we love this. We love this yeah. city. We love this community. There is just something uh, that you just you can't replicate a lot of other places. Mm. And again, I think it's I think it's the spirit of the people. Mm. Why do you love yourself? 
Oh, man, that's tough. <laughs> um, I guess it's similar. I think I've got a, I, you know, I, I got a lot of good qualities and bad qualities about me. I think, I guess, my best qualities. I've got a, got a kind heart. Mm. I, I think I, I think I do a good job of putting myself in other folks' shoes and realizing what they're going through. And um, I don't know if that's a great answer or not. That's but that's a I, great answer. I, I, I don't know. I mean, that's that's just one thing I try to pride myself on is taking a step back and mm-hmm. uh, and understanding that we're all dealing with different things and, and, and to to not be judgmental of other folks to understand mm-hmm. that they're dealing with their own stuff. Last question. Remind us where people can get more information on the Blood Center, how people can maybe sign up to donate or have a drive at their school or work or all yeah. that good stuff. Give us all of the goods. Yeah. So so um, if, if you're interested in donating blood, unsure of if you're eligible or looking to host a blood drive, the best place to go to is kybloodcenter.org. It has a one-stop shop for, for all those different questions. I would highly encourage you, um, even if you're, you're you know, Wherever you're at, whether you're, um, you know, somebody that maybe you can't give blood, maybe you're looking to, but you, you, you're listening to this and you want to help out. Mm-hmm. Advocacy is also a big tool for us, and 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 you can host even if you can't give blood, you can host a blood drive. So I, that that's a good resource. Go to kybloodcenter.org has all those sorts of materials there, or, or like I said before, give us a call too. We have people, um, we have a call center, folks that are standing by to be able to answer any questions you've got. Um, you know, if you're just unsure, want somebody to walk you through the process, we'd be happy to. Give us a call at 800-775-2522. Eric, thank you so much for being here. This was fantastic. It was was awesome. I really, really appreciate you having us. Yeah, of course. I will see you tomorrow at Leadership Lexington. Yep, absolutely. (laughs) Okay. See you then. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Do Good Radio Hour, brought to you by Bluegrass Community Foundation. We'll be back next week right here on Radio Lex, or you can listen to us anytime on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. In the meantime, you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at BGCFKY or visit us at BGCF.org to stay up to date on all of the latest giving and do-good opportunities in our community. Until next time, I'm Courtney Turner. Do good and be well. You are listening to the Do Good Radio Hour on Radio Lex, WLXU 93.9 LP FM Lexington. Our theme song is Happy Tune, written and performed by Brother Smith. The views expressed on this podcast are not necessarily the views of Radio Lex, its board of directors, or Bluegrass Community Foundation. The views expressed are solely my own and the guests'.